What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed listening to Break Stuff, the story of Woodstock 99 on Luminary. Now continuing with our 99 theme, I wanted to let you guys know we've got all new episodes of the Rewatchables 1999 starting back up right now. Since we've returned, we have rewatched Eyes Wide Shut and Election, and up next is Never Been Kissed and many more 1999 classics. So make sure to check out the Rewatchables 1999 on Luminary. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined as always by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. What is on your mind, DK? I can't get anything else on my mind now that you've told me that a whole bunch of birds are dying, Danny. <laughs> Let's just get know. right into the birds, Danny. <laughs> yeah, that's what matters. It. The New York Times reported today, we're recording at Thursday afternoon. A third of America's birds have died in the last 50 years. That's really terrible. Bet against the Seahawks. Bet against the Cardinals, (laughs) the Falcons, the Eagles. Jesus. So you're fading the bird teams. Uh, Yeah, really harrowing stuff. Tough for the skies. But there are nine air raid quarterbacks playing in the NFL this week. Nice. So maybe that's part of the problem. And yeah, you're not here for news. You're here for football. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Craig. You. All right. Speaking, yeah. How, how are you doing over there, Craig? I'm doing well. I'm in like a nice, really comfortable position. My leg is kind of perched up here. I'm feeling good. <laughs> perched, <laughs> perched like a bird. Uh, so we're gonna run through a bunch of players we like in their matchups this week, and we're gonna break down our lineup of the week at the end. But first, we're gonna run through some categories of some daily fantasy players we really, really like this week. And some we don't. And some we yeah. don't. Yeah, it's, uh, and some we don't. Thank you thank you for checking me, DK. Yeah, you're welcome. You're but welcome. first ones we really do like. Uh, this is go big or go home. Expensive players we think are worth the money. DK, who's an expensive player worth the money? Yeah, so in DFS, I think sometimes you have to pick players that are near the top of the list in money, and I really am confident in Lamar Jackson still. Uh, of the Ravens, playing against the Chiefs. He's been absolutely dialed in through two weeks. He's been everything we'd hoped he'd been. He'd be. He ran a bunch last week as well. They kind of they drew up some plays for him to run, and I think he ended up with a career high 120 yards plus everything that he did through the air. I don't think they're going to be afraid to run him in this game. I don't think they're going to be able to take their foot off the gas playing a really really good team in the Chiefs. So at seven grand, even though he is the most expensive quarterback going into this week, I believe. Um, Wait, is he more? No, he's slightly less than Mahomes. Mahomes is more, but he's second most. So I still think that's a good. I think that's a good thing to buy, and I'm, I'm going with that. Vegas over under is 53, which is the high of the week. I mean, the, for that the Chiefs defense has been a glorified speed bump this year. Uh, one of the only defenses that's been worse this week is the Dolphins. That's why the person that is worth big money for Jeez. me this week. I got Dak Prescott on the Cowboys. This one's not that complicated. Prescott is. Just there, right there with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson for, I mean, top three in everything. Yards, passing yeah, touchdowns, yeah. yards per attempt, passer rating, uh, f- total QBR, which is an ESPN stat. He's top three in everything. And unlike Lamar Jackson, he's not going to play the Dolphins this week. They're hosting the Dolphins instead of traveling there. And the Dolphins have all, I mean, they've scored the fewest points. 
given up the most, and they just traded their second best cornerback. So Dak's going to shred them. The only concern I have is just, will he just be benched 10 minutes left in the third quarter? But the Cowboys <laughs> are 21-point favorites, which is crazy. So not worried about I mean, it. I, yeah, I mean, you look at it like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how you want to get, you want a quarterback who's at home and favored. And that's exactly what Prescott is. He's probably going to toss like three touchdowns. And even if he does sit for the final quarter, he's still going to have those three touchdowns. So and uh, that's why so I like him the too. The Cowboys and Pats are both favored by 20 plus this week, which that's insane. <laughs> it's the first time that's happened since 1987. <laughs> but even that doesn't count because that was like, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice coming back to play replacement players. So it actually hasn't happened since 1977, oh, wow. uh, which is a long time. Like 10 years after DK, you were born. So <laughs> you think that you want to target the <laughs> running backs <laughs> on the quite, teams that are quite. like 20 point favorites. So Gregorio. <laughs> yeah. To keep in line with what you said, my, uh, my safe bet or the category's name, who I'm going bigger going home on is Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> running back on the Cowboys. He's $8,900, but I think he is a safe bet. I like safe bets at running back. You know, you want it's like your first pick in your draft. You mm-hmm. you can't win Ooh. it, but you can lose it. And Zeke's not going to make you lose it. Let me. I want to list the the quarterbacks of the teams at the top running backs in DraftKings are on. So all the other running backs that are up there in price with Ezekiel Elliott. Here are their quarterbacks. Saquon has Daniel Jones now. Kamara's got Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Damn right he does. McCaffrey's got Kyle Allen, and Le'Veon Bell has Luke Falk. So. <laughs> Zeke's got Dak, not to mention they're wow. playing Poor the Luke. Miami High School Dolphins. So, <laughs> I like Dak this week. I mean, I like Zeke this week a lot. The Dolphins allowed 190 yards and two TDs in week one to running backs and 119 yards in a TD in week two. Zach's a t- or Zeke is a TD machine. He got 23 carries mm. last week after his slow start working off that Cabo belly fat in week one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, First of all, the belly fat's not gone. Second of all, can I say one thing about Luke Falk? This is one of his teammates at Washington please, State please. Uh, said this on a Boston radio station. Luke Falk's obsessed with Tom Brady. This is a quote at his first game. Going to go into Fox, but this is a <laughs> quote from his teammate. Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, Tom Brady does this, so this is what we should do. He is ride or die Tom Brady for sure. That was talking about Luke Falk. I mean, he's not wrong. It's not wrong. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, all right, but let's flip this. We're going to go from big money players worth it to too rich for my blood, which... As you can imagine, big money players we don't think are worth it. DK, who is overpriced this week? I mean, I love Saquon Barkley, but Craig said it. I mean, you're playing, he's in an offense right now that's first game for Daniel Jones. We don't really know how that's going to go. I don't necessarily want to stake my lineup, my entire lineup on thinking that uh, that, that he's going to be <laughs> Daniel like Jones' offense? Player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. Tampa Bay's defense has actually been kind of underratedly solid so far. Their front has been. And yeah, I just kind of want to see how this Daniel Jones experiment goes before I'm I'm basically staking my lineup on Barkley. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at Can it. Can we make a dollar bet at 101 odds that Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Saquon this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, I'm the one who told you that Jones is a good rusher. I love I love that aspect of him. That's well, that's why we picked him up in the Ringer League. <laughs> I th- I think there was a, a voice coming from a Bernie Bush that told me that Jones is a really good rusher. <laughs> Craig, who, who's too rich for your blood this week, Craig? Alvin Kamara is too rich for my blood. Last week without Breeze, he had 13 rushes for 45 yards, three targets, one catch for 15 yards, and no touchdowns. He's playing Seattle who surrendered only four catches for 25 yards to the running backs last week versus Steelers. Um, I mean, obviously, he's going to get leaned on more of now that Breeze is out, but I just think defenses are now going to overcompensate by scheming for him. 
And Seattle's been good. They've given up the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. So at $8,000, I just think he's a little too pricey for me. Let's stay here for a second. To add to that, yeah. I mean, let me add to that real quick because Seattle's defense has taken sort of this, I guess it's, I don't know if it's illogical because it does make sense to like focus on one thing, take away like a team's, you know, one thing and make them one dimensional. But the Seahawks have been running like almost all base defense, even against like 11 personnel. Um, they're forcing teams to abandon the run so they can pass. Um, you know, we can talk about the logic behind that because passing is far more efficient, but, um, I think it does match up Craig with what you're saying. And I think the CX are going to sell out to stop the run game. Um, and you know, obviously Kamara, Kamara brings passing value as well, but, uh, I just think, yeah, that that definitely lowers his ceiling. So I'm with you. On yeah, there's one. guys like Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler who are just priced about the same, who I like a little bit more. All right, well, same those here. are all dudes who are really expensive, but now we're going to go the other way. These are guys that, in our eyes, should be even more expensive. So, Dika, who's your first buy low play of the week? Yeah, so this this guy pairs with our listener question from the Facebook page. This question is from Kyle Wood, who asked, when is Mike Evans going to return to wide receiver one production? And I think the answer to that is this week. So he's going up against the Giants defense. Danny, yeah. tell me a little bit about the Giants defense first. What Giants defense? <laughs> uh, Evans is 6,600, which is kind of, it's crazily low for what we typically would expect from him. He's wide receiver 14 in this slate. Um, so he he's, I think right now people are just, kind of overlooking him because he hasn't really made the most of his opportunities. He actually, um, he's 17th in the NFL in air yards, 234, but he only has 89 receiving yards so far. He has 13 targets on the year compared to 15 for to Godwin. Um, per Josh Armsmeyer's airyards.com, his Whopper, which is the weighted opportunity rate, which combines targets and air yards, uh, he, his Whopper is actually higher than Chris Godwin for the Bucks right now. So he's just basically not turned his opportunities into production. I think that's going to change. He played sick week one. I think he just missed out on a few plays in week two. I believe that the breakout for Evans is coming. He's definitely a very good buy low guy. Hermsmeyer is good with the uh, the acronyms. And just for those who aren't uh, subscribers to establish the run.com, air yards is basically if a receiver caught every target thrown at them and then immediately fell down with the thesis being that calculating the total amount of yards that they could have caught is actually a better right, week-to-week predictor right. than what they actually did because it's about the balls being thrown at them, not just the ones they catch. So actually with the same logic, another person that Hermsmeyer uh, highlighted this week, and I agree, George Kittle, uh, for, tight end for the 49ers. A lot of people are freaking out about Kittle through two weeks. He's yeah, only had 108 yeah. yards and 11 catches in two games. Don't worry about it. He's uh, He had two touchdowns called back in week one. He would have been one of the highest scoring players of the week if not for two, these two penalties. Uh, DK, I'm going to steal a phrase from you. Can I steal one? Borrow it? I don't know what the word. He's still the, stir, the straw that stirs the drink for the Kyle Shannon offense. He is uh, Nothing about it has changed except for he didn't have a couple great weeks on the stat sheet. It's coming this week. The Steelers have are just been shredded in the passing game so far through two weeks. I'm not confident that they'll be much better. I know they just traded for Micah Fitzpatrick. I don't know how much he's going to play. He's been there for like four days, three days. Yeah. Um, so I'm not. Yeah. I love Kittle against the Steelers this week. And then Shanahan's yeah. Shanahan's offense does such an amazing job at creating opportunities for guys to run after the catch. Just the way that they do screen passes, the way that they. You know, use route combinations downfield. He, he's really, really good at scheming up guys to run after the catch. Kittle last year, we remember, 
led the NFL, led all players in yards after the catch. And this year, I, I think I saw a stat today that said the 49ers are still leading all teams in yards after the catch this season. I think that's I think that production is going to come for Kittle. Yes. So I, I agree with you on this one. Mike Evans returns to wide receiver one status. George Kittle returns <clears throat> to tight end one status. Thank you to Kyle Wood for that question. And don't forget to go to the Ringer NFL Show Facebook page and ask us a question if you want us to read it on the air. Gregorio. Who's your buy low of the week? Well, speaking of people who are freaking out about tight ends, lack of production, I- I'm yeah. going with OJ Howard. Um, he's thirty eight hundred dollars, just really cheap this he week. Thirty. Oh my! <laughs> so this is a leap of faith for you. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I just think it. he's too talented for this not to work out. And I know Bruce Arians has had a history of not utilizing his tight ends, but Bruce Arians has said that the balls will come and the defense dictates what they do. It's not his plan to not use OJ Howard. He played fifty five snaps last week, so it's kind of insane that he got zero targets. I'm just not going to worry just yet. He's too talented. I think. I think there's just a little bit of a squeaky wheel potential this week where he'll get a little bit more targets just because of the narrative that's been building around him. I think it's it's a worthy pick this week if you're looking for a cheap tight end. I mean, I, DK, you mentioned this before the season that OJ Howard might not produce. I mean, Bruce Arians' offenses have never produced tight end production. And I countered with, well, he's never had a tight end as good as OJ Howard. But through two weeks, do you think he's <laughs> just out of this system or what's up? No, I, I so I'm not ready to take a victory lap on that yet. I think... He, I agree with Craig that it, it just seems crazy that he only, you know, he didn't get a target last week. He's actually, Howard has just not played well yet. And I, and I know Arians even came out and said that in the media, which is always kind of a funny thing for a coach to do. Um, but I mean, Howard, I want to say he had a drop and a, a missed, uh, he, he missed a pass that bounced off his hands and, and was intercepted in the same game, I think in week one. So maybe his confidence is just shaken a little bit. They've also been using him as a blocker a lot because their offensive line is just not good. He's a really good blocker. So I think all those things have worked against him to start the year. But overall, he's still, you know, so athletic, so talented in that offense. I think that they'll get a, they'll figure a way to get him more yeah. involved. So, first round, um, but yeah. this is exactly why I was kind of worried about him. Yeah. He's a first round pick out of Alabama. You'd think I. He's been doing plenty well. Who knows what Bruce Arians is missing, but we all miss things. So, DK, moving on to the what am I missing player of the week? Yeah. Which is, God, you're so good at those segues, that's, man. That's, <laughs> I do actually want like a real segue, like the one. I'm tired of walking <laughs> to the pod studio. But, um, DK, who's Jesus. your what am I missing player of the week? And by that, I mean like what is this price? Like what am I missing? Like there's buy yeah. lows because Evans and Kittle haven't done anything. Then there's players who's like, why are they not priced higher? So DeAndre Hopkins right now is priced at 7,800. He's the most expensive receiver. Compare that to Marquise Brown, who is 5,900. So he's he's very, very, I think he's a budget guy to, to look at this week. He had 13 targets last week. He was clearly the number one in that offense. Two touchdowns the week before, obviously on just, I think it was like 14 snaps or something like that. He played a whole bunch of snaps last week. They're using him, you know, fully now. He He's integrated into that offense. And... They're playing the Chiefs. We talked about this already. They're playing the Chiefs. I think that's going to be a shootout. You just I mentioned the over under for that game. Go to him a whole bunch. Yeah. So I think he could. He has ten plus target potential. You know, he's always got that touchdown upside because he's a, so fast down the field. Right now, he's the same price as DJ Moore, who's playing probably without Cam Newton, Edelman, who's like I guess third in that offense now, and then guys like Lockett, Hilton, Thielen, who have been very inconsistent. So I think to me that was just. A little bit strange that he's priced at what he's priced at. I think if you look at the prices for this game, this is one of the weird ones where DFS and gambling actually can tell you about game script or the games in general. Sammy Watkins is 6,800. 
uh, Demarcus Robinson, who had a huge game last week, is 5,200. Michael Hardman's 5,000. Willie Sneed on the Ravens, 4,200. I think it's one of those, if you look at it, it seems that even the people pricing this out really have no idea who's going to get the ball in this game. <laughs> like they really just right, like, right. and really what these offenses are, the Chiefs and Ravens are, they're going to really spread you out, do a lot of weird stuff. And they don't really care who they're feeding the ball into because it's going to go to, because someone will be open. And I think that the prices this week reflect that. Uh, but looking at the next, yeah, that makes sense. on that note, because those are all middle range guys. So sticking with that price range, DK, who are, who's a middle range sweet spot person that you really like to fill out a lineup this week? I love Larry Fitzgerald this week, man. He he is just, he's already their number one. I mean, what is he, 36 years old? He's played really, really well so far. He's only 5,100 against Carolina. That offense is trending up. Well, uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray has looked really, really solid in the last six quarters, five and a half quarters, including overtime. Obviously, they got off to a really slow start, but he, I believe, is starting to get into his comfort zone a little bit. Fitzgerald leads the team in targets with 24, air yards, 273, market share, 26%, Whopper, 60%. Wait, what um, is Whopper again? I'm not even kidding. What is Whopper again? Weighted, oper- weighted opportunity rating, which is a combination of air yards and targets. Okay. And I think it's it's heavily, it more heavily weights targets, but it's it's a sticky stat that um, you can find at airyards.com. Josh Hermsmeyer has it up at his site. It's, it's, it's basically a way to talk, like to, to, talk about air yards and targets but a little bit more savvy sticky stats i feel like you're a dad you how old how old is little calvin now like four months three months yeah. what are some sticky stats with a baby dk <sighs> what are you what's his about? spark like, score yeah, diapers what? he goes through <laughs> i don't even know what i was trying to do there i just <laughs> let's move on what's his spark score but another middle uh, uh, i don't know yet yeah let me know I, when you get his measurables in. I'm yeah. curious. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get Calvin. <laughs> I want to know his line. hand size. I want to see it. You know, I want to know everything. Yeah. What's the burst we'll score? Do, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, another middle. God damn it. Another middle range sweet spot. I just I, keep thinking. All I can think about when you're saying this is like him having his diaper blowouts. But like what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, blowout! Like he poops. He guys, poops in the guys, diaper. Like a poopy diaper. Who calls those yes. blowouts? Guys, is that a is that a thing? All parents. Call them <laughs> All parents? All like 200 million parents in this country? Yes. yes. Great to know. I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, that either. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you're a parent and that's not what you call <laughs> well, it. Yes. I'll change, Danny I'll change B. My, Kelly. Uh, my wording. Or right in the Facebook group. Actually, I don't, I don't know. If, like, maybe I'll get in trouble for that. No, we, you know. Maybe we, that's the Facebook group. <laughs> absolutely. Any social media platform you're choosing, please contact da- Danny Kelly with what you call blowouts. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of a game, that's going to be a blowout. Goddamn right, Craig. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. Patriots, Jets. This line opened at 22 points. It has since gone up to 23 and a half in large part because of Luke Falk. Bless his heart. But this game to me is about Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle is already second in the NFL in red zone carries. I mean, New England's going to thrash the Jets. I don't think we have to explain that. The Jets are on their third string quarterback. Uh, but it's likely going to be a similar game script to Miami. They're go- the Pats are going to try to run it. The Pats ran 35 times in- against the Dolphins. Michelle got 21 of those carries. No one else in the Pats backfield got more than five. He, But even though, I mean, it's really set up for him to have a huge week. I don't think it'd be shocking if Sonny Michelle had three touchdowns. But he's the 12th most expensive running back. He's cheaper than James Conner with a knee injury. So I, I think Sonny Michelle is a no-brainer, especially at <laughs> 6,000. I'm, 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 he's a, a what-am-I-missing guy, middle-range sweet spot hybrid for me. And then, yeah, blowout. I, I just that's hate, actually how I'm going to think of the Jets and the Dolphins on... all year now. Blowout. 
Um, I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Mono, Craig, you know? Craig, who's your middle range? I like Kenny Galladay. I feel like he's really flown under the radar this even throughout preseason, the beginning of, of the season. No one really ever talks about Kenny Galladay. Last week, he had eight catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. Since week 12 last year, he's been targeted 66 times, which is 10th most amongst wide receivers. And since week 12 of last year, the Eagles have allowed 26.4 fantasy points per game to wide receivers, which is the fifth highest in the NFL. I just like this game script for the. I told uh, you guys that Bubble was going to open up that play action passing game, man. There you go. You did. I I did my best to not listen because I try not to think about Detroit's offense as much as I can. But, but. Eagles secondary is beat up. I like Ollie this week. <laughs> He's relatively affordable. You know what else is relatively affordable? Express VPN. Do you want to be able to watch every single NFL game this season, no matter where you live or what team you root for? This season, there's a proven way to watch every football game live for a fraction of the cost. ExpressVPN. Use ExpressVPN to buy the International Game Pass. ExpressVPN lets you spoof your location so you can buy the International Game Pass for just $125 and stream all the games. ExpressVPN comes with apps for computers, mobile, and digital media players like Fire TV. Plus, use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN costs less than $7 per month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Enjoy all 256 games of the 2019 NFL season with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash NFL. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash NFL for three months free with one-year package Visit expressvpn.com slash NFL to learn more. And while we're here, let's talk about Floor and Decor. Today's episode is brought to you by Floor and Decor. Don't miss out. Floor and Decor is the only one-stop flooring shop that keeps general contractors, flooring specialists, and renovation experts ahead of the game. Thanks to their fully stocked warehouse of hard surface flooring, no job is too big. Job lock quantities of tile wood and stone are in stock and available for convenient worksite delivery. And their dedicated pro services team is here to help make it easy for you to run your business. They offer everything from 14-day product storage to financing solutions to express pickup. Sign up for Pro Premier Rewards and you'll automatically rack up points that you can exchange for prizes. Plus, you'll have access to over 15 discounted services to help you grow out your business. Explore your local floor and decor and discover how quality flooring products at everyday low prices can completely change your game. Visit FloorandDecor.com today to locate the Floor and Decor nearest you and score savings and service you won't find anywhere else. That's FloorandDecor.com. All right, let's keep going with these categories. Uh, you know, let's mainstream thinking. More like lamestream thinking. Nice. Like, blah, it's a lame thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not, we're going <laughs> to, it's a contrarian thing to say. And these are going to be our contrarian plays of the week. So, DK. What's a contrarian play you got? So contrarian plays, generally speaking, are players that you think the crowd is going to be avoiding each week because obviously you want to have some guys in your lineup that no one else has if they score big, especially. Well, is that the point or is it about being smarter than everyone else and like your friends? Well, that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely a big part of it. Uh, mine is Curtis Samuel this week at the Panthers. Excuse me. He... It's, I guess it's a borderline contrarian play because I think he's also a guy that a lot of people are really excited about this year. But with Cam Newton not playing, 
I could see a lot of people fading him this week with Kyle Allen likely starting. It is Thursday afternoon. We don't know for sure that Cam's not going to play, but that's how it's looking. Right now, he's 4,800 on DraftKings. And last week, he led all players in the NFL with 234 air yards, which means he was getting open all the time downfield. Um, well, I should say combined with the fact that he was second in the NFL in average target separation, 3.12 yards. So he was getting open downfield all the time. Um, Cam was just not being able to find him. If Kyle Allen can find him, maybe just on two passes this week, we could he could have a huge day. So to me, Curtis Samuel has a little bit of intriguing upside because he's just so fast and able to get open downfield. And hopefully Kyle Allen can hit him for some big points. Yeah, Samuel's another huge air yards candidate for this week. Um, but another, another yeah. even bigger air yards candidate. Devontae Parker on the Dolphins. Love him. My most contrarian of contrarian. Still doing this. Still doing I still think this guy away. is good. Uh, basically, this is really simple. The Dolphins suck. No <laughs> one wants Dolphins, maybe because, I don't know, they had 38 yards yeah. through three quarters last week, which... Um, Josh Rosen is starting this yep. week, you guys. Josh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a few touchdowns more than the Dolphins had yards through three quarters. So that's not great. But basically, it's like they got to do something. <laughs> He's been targeted a lot. They have to do something eventually, right? And then you'll be the first. But in theory, and garbage yes. time counts, as you so were happy to remind me last week, DK. But the other, I have one other contrarian thing I did want to throw out there, which is <laughs> Taysom Hill on the Saints. Because Sean Payton was like, yeah, no, I, you guys are just assuming Taysom Hill is the number two quarterback. And I can't help but think that the mm. Saints are going to come out this week the same way that Tom Brady, or sorry, Bill Belichick had the Jacoby Brissett offense when Tom Brady was out. Sean Payton's been waiting to do a Taysom Hill game for his whole life. And the Taysom <laughs> Hill's going to have like five rushing touchdowns. And like, I don't know, they're oh going to run God. like the Navy offense like 40 years ago. At the very least. Yeah. At the very least, he's going to play a lot. I, I, I would think. Um, all right. Bargain bin of the week. Uh, you, if you're filling out a DFS lineup, eventually you're going to start dumpster diving. So. DK, yeah, whose trash is your treasure? Uh, the, <laughs> so a guy that I'm looking at this week is Demir Bird uh, of the Cardinals. He's only three grand, which I believe is the lowest you can get on this app. Um, and he is the de facto number three in the Cardinals offense, which, as we know, throws a bunch and has like racks of a lot of yards. So he's played in 88% and 93% of snaps in week one and two, seven targets in each game. One target in the red zone both weeks. So he's third in the team on target in targets so far, 14 behind uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. And he's still just like a full-time player, basically, for that offense. I just think there's a lot of potential volume there. And he, right now, he, he's you know priced as low as you can go. So I think he's, an, he's a really interesting guy to kind of fill out your lineup if you, if you need a you know, bargain bin guy. Yeah, a lot of volume there. And then a lot of volume again in this Cowboys-Dolphins game. We've talked too much about the Dolphins, but... Don't have to explain why that's going to be a blowout, but well, blowout in many senses. But Devin Smith, receiver for the Cowboys, is only $3,400 this week. Uh, he caught his first pass in like a few years for a 51-yard touchdown. Michael Gallup has Love been it. fantastic for the Cowboys through two weeks, but he's out uh, for a couple weeks with an injury. So Devin Smith seems to be filling that role. Smith had three catches for 74 yards last week and the touchdown. And I mean, he's really cheap for a guy that could get multiple touchdowns against the Dolphins. And he needs reps, so... Love Devin Smith this week. He looked he he looked pretty good, man. He had, I mean, he obviously had that big touchdown, the fifty one yarder, but he had a couple other catches where he looked pretty fast. He was making cuts on a dime. It's it's intriguing. I, I like also it. like Co Randall Cobb uh, in that game, but Devin Smith is much cheaper and has bigger mm -hmm. big play potential. So I love Smith. Um, Craig, yeah, he's on the outside. Bargain yeah. bin, Craig. The, uh, Hunter Renfro, 
of Hard Knocks fame on the Weird Raiders. Weird way to pronounce Gruden Grinder. <laughs> You're right. An ultimate Gruden Grinder. So he's playing the Vikings this week. We're thinking Xavier Rhodes, who's a, who is a very serviceable cornerback, is going to be shadowing Tyrell Williams, who's dealing with a hip pointer injury right now. Last week, Renfro led the team in targets with eight. He leads the Raiders in red zone targets with a whopping two. And uh, Derek Carr is a check down <laughs> king. They're probably going to be losing a lot in this game. I think there's a potential for Hunter to get double-digit targets. And Minnesota's quietly given up the ninth yeah. most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Yeah, for the seven people who play dynasty football like us, I would go get Hunter Renfro in those leagues because uh, I think John Gruden loves him more than he may love his own children. I think you're right. Him, you and Nathan, him and Nathan Peterman. He would him adopt those Peterman. two if he could. Well, that's an ego thing. That's like Sean <laughs> yeah. McVay and him are just doing like a like a like a dick measuring contest because Sean McVay is like, I can fix Blake Bortles' career. John Gruden's, oh yeah, <laughs> I'll fix Nathan Peterman's career. It's like it's unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> I have no segue for that. Neither here so, nor there. Neither but yes. here nor there. Uh, well, what is right here is our team. I didn't have a segue there. I'm sorry. No, that would have worked. Failed. You could have uh, Would have worked. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. I trust keep myself. It, keep it in. Keep, we'll it, keep in. it in. Um, <laughs> we're going to build our lineup this week. We're going to keep all these players in. Um, yeah, so we're going to take some of our knowledge <laughs> from week one, add in a little sprinkles. But yeah, we have a, a lineup that we've agreed on, and let's just run through it. We're using DraftKings. Which Using is DraftKings. PPR, one point per, per, per reception. And we're doing mm-hmm. this the full Sunday because yes. it's daily fantasy. So we're not, but not Monday. Not including the Thursday game, the Monday game, or the Sunday night game. And that we are recording what, this on a Thursday. So if, I don't know. Well, actually, I was going to say someone gets traded and then plays on Sunday, but Jalen Ramsey. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Not Just allowed. for everybody out there, you can't play Thursday and Sunday. For all the people who are wondering. Probably not good for your body. Duly noted. Duly. All right. So our first, our first guy we got lined up. We're plugging in Dak Prescott. I think the the thinking here for us was very simple. I feel like we agree that there's a a four quarterback tier at the top this week with Mahomes, Jackson, Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott. And I mean, those are literally the four most expensive quarterbacks, but they're worth it. And Dak's the cheapest. And also, again, twenty one point favorites. So that was kind of it. <laughs> yeah. But let's running backs. DK, you were all in on Dalvin Cook this week. Yeah, I did not want to let you guys take Cook out of this lineup. We we you messed fought. around with a few different options. I really like Cook going against Oakland. I mean, the the Vikings are just absolutely dedicated to running the ball. And Cook has looked outstanding so far this year. He's second in rush attempts in the league, first in rushing yards, 265. He's first in rush TDs with three, uh, 6.5 yards per carry. He's just looked really, really good in that offense, and they're absolutely building it around him. So... Against a team like Oakland, which isn't super explosive, I just can see them playing like the ball control offense that they want to play. Slow the game down, let Cook be the foundation of their offense. And so, yeah, that's that's basically why I like him. I think he's just going to be, you know, he's going to get like 20 carries and maybe 100 yards on a touchdown. So I, I like Cook a lot this week. It's not that I didn't want Cook. It is that I did want Ezekiel Elliott because, again, the bell cow back for a 20, I use the term. That's all right. I try not to use the bell cow term, but Zeke Elliott's going to get, okay. who knows, 75 carries in this game. He's just $1,100 and more expensive. S- exactly. And so we compromised <laughs> and we made the second running back, Sony Michelle, who you did not want, DK, even though he is also a main running back on a team favored by 20 points. So why are you against Sony Michelle this week? And why do you hate Sony Michelle? Patriots backfield. I just don't trust the, how they how they rotate their running backs. That's all. I, it just it drives me crazy. I mean, he's pro- you're probably right. He's probably gonna. And this is why I relented. But I just watching. 
or, or trusting the Patriots to do anything is hard. If you have me. trust issues, so. that's something you should keep off the podcast, DK. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's appropriate to bring here. Uh, receivers, we went with, I mean, this one, I fought for this one. I have fought for Sony. I wanted Mike Evans this week. We talked about him earlier, but again, uh, he's someone who I, as I have watched the Giants and he's going to crush this Giants secondary. It's it, not rocket science. And your, and your dreams. If, yes. if, if, the, if the Giants shut down Mike Evans, then you know what? You can sound the alarms on Mike Evans. So are you recommending all bucks? You like Godwin as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. And like, if you want a contrarian stack on a week where people will be stacking like the Cowboys and the Pats, I could see actually the Bucks because I just have, I mean, Janoris Jenkins was like borderline, I don't want to say crying, but very emotional in the locker room and was like, I can't cover anyone for 10 seconds. We need a pass rush. And then they asked some of the Giants pass rushers and they're like, yeah, no, he's right. <laughs> like, it's oh, not yeah. a good team. Uh, DK, we also, I mean, Larry Fitz, <laughs> your boy. We also threw in Larry Fitz. So our team right now, Dak Prescott, Cook. Yeah. At running back, Sony Michelle, Mike Evans, and Larry Fitz. I'm writing about Fitz this week, so that it, it, it just all fits together. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, nice. It all done. fits together. Incredible. Look at you, DK. Uh, <laughs> last receiver we got here, uh, Nicole Hardman <laughs> on the Chiefs. Again, the over-under on this game is 54. It's a lot of points. It's the shootout. Maybe the shoot bet. Honestly, it could be the best shootout of the year. Uh Tyreek Hill is still out. Miko Hardman was drafted explicitly to replace Tyreek Hill in case he was suspended. And I mean, Hardman ran a bunch of routes. He he almost had a massive touchdown last week. I mean, we love Miko Hardman for this week. And we talked about this at the part of the beginning of the week. We kind of just think you should start every receiver on the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think any of those guys qualify as bad plays for this matchup. Uh, Yeah, big fan of that. And then tight end, Kittle, again, just... He is not priced in the same ballpark as Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz right now. Um, you have basically a $2,000 discount on George Kittle, and I don't think that that's warranted right now, especially with how badly the Steelers have been defending the pass this year. Uh, last up, oh, DK, yeah. you want to go into your love for Nelson Aguilar? I mean, I wouldn't say that I have love for him, but I think Aguilar this week is a solid play. It's looking like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are going to miss the game. Both did not play on Thursday. So if he is the sort of main target in that passing offense, I think that's obviously behooves him well. He's 3,600. He got 11 targets last week, eight catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. He just, we had to go bargain hunting a little bit basically to fill out our roster. And he looked like the best guy to me at 3,600. I love the plays we have. I love Bird on the Cardinals and I love Smith and the Cowboys, but Aguilar to me has such a more firm role that I'm, I, I like including him here. And then last up, we got the Pats defense going against Luke Falk. Poor Luke Falk. Um, you know why? Because it's going to be a blowout. Yes, it will be. <laughs> All right. So our lineup for this week, that's Dak Prescott at 6,500. Dalvin Cook at 7,800. Sony Michelle at 6,000. Mike Evans at 6,600. Larry Fitzgerald at 5,100. Mecole Hardman at 5,000. Nelson Aguilar at 3600 at flex, George Kittle at $5,600 at tight end, Pat's D, $3,800. Bless Luke Fox heart. Yep. <laughs> and bless your heart, DK. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening. We will see you guys next week. Today's episode was brought to you by Floor & Decor. Floor & Decor is where the pros go for tile, wood, stone, and installation materials. 
But the best part about Floor & Decor is their pro services and loyalty reward program. From the dedicated pro hotline to the exclusive pro app, your Floor & Decor team is just a touch away. Visit FloorAndDecor.com today to find the location nearest you. 